I V M. Here's your smart fact of the day. Haven't you heard of people saying, "Have you read the room?" And reading the room leads you to reading subtext. Now, what is subtext? Subtext can be defined as an underlying meaning that is implied but not directly stated. So, examples of subtext can include sarcasm, humor, flirting, etc., etc. Welcome to Smarter with Sid. And in this episode of Smarter with Sid, what we are going to do is understand on how we can read a room by reading the subtext that is happening within the room. Let's go. I must confess the need for reading subtext happens when you transition to a new place or a new situation or new things. In my case, I have just gone to a place where I'm teaching in the UK from teaching in India. So that means that the culture is different. That means that rooms are different. That means students are different, colleagues are different, the rest of it. I'm not saying good or bad, mind you. Just different. which essentially leads to you perhaps sometimes misunderstanding things if you read the room the same way that you were reading in the earlier context now this happens to us much more often than we actually believe a lot of times what we are doing is that we are entering a room and just responding to the direct text in quotes that i'm talking about right so we are just responding to what is being said and we are looking at it verbatim and we are responding to it uh, as if you know that is without the context that it lies in and this becomes very frustrating for people who are linear logical and rational minded which includes a lot of us and in fact the majority of us so the context for today's episode of reading a room or reading subtext within a room is based out of that it is based out of the fact that a lot of us read a room wrong because we don't read the subtext now just to complete this context i just wanted to tell you where i got the inspiration to make an episode for this and this was after seeing quentin tarantino films but oh, trust me i'm going to connect the dots over here so quentin tarantino is a really interesting film maker and i went on a binge of watching all of his films of late so inglorious bastards and you know pulp fiction and kill bill and and so on and so forth and one of the things he does really really well is that he is able to hold your attention create tension and create humor and create warmth based on making the room or rather the scene in this case pregnant with meaning and that meaning is not only about the dialogue between the characters or the action that's happening in terms of you know killing somebody or whatever because there's a lot of violence there it is also in the pregnant pauses it's also in the way in which the room is set up it's also in the lighting it's also in the intonations it's also in the you know so many undefinable things but as a viewer you can immediately appreciate the tension because you can feel it in your gut you can feel it in your bones and that's the beauty of director like tarantino that he actually recognizes the subtext and its importance as connected to the text and even when you're setting up a room this wonderful famous scene between christopher waltz and the jewish person who's run away and they're meeting in a restaurant and she's a woman and he is like 
in a position of power and just the way in which that whole thing is set up it comes across as oh my god it is intimidation without you really understanding it i'm talking of a scene from inglorious bastards if you haven't seen the film and the scene please do see it but the subtext makes the scene rather than what is being spoken in fact what is being spoken of is extremely mundane and dull right so this kind of completes the context in which what i want to talk about is the importance of subtext now the next time when you enter into a meeting or the next time you enter a room or the next time you enter a zoom meeting or sometimes you know a lot of these interactions are over mail i think it's incredibly important for all of us to be alive to the fact that i'm not only going to respond to the direct things out here but i'm also going to respond to the indirect things so the first principle of actually reading a room is to be aware that there is a room and it is not as if you are going to respond the exact same way that you have responded to the earlier mail or to the earlier meeting the way in which you were or the rest of it every text has a room every text has a subtext every text has a context and as people who are trying to improve the way in which we are trying to communicate especially in a work setting especially in a client agency sort of uh, setup or even a boss peer colleague whatever you want to call it there is always a context and some contexts are easy to read like for example if you're going to go out with your colleagues for a work related picnic or party everyone lets their hair down and it's very easy to read the subtext over there but can we read you know the subtext within a meeting some of us are really good in that because we come primed to see that to observe that even before we understand what is being spoken about in the meeting and that's what it means as to be present in a room and i've seen so many of us right in all of my different avatars in in my career like whether i, I was an entrepreneur or whether i was a corporate guy or an academician i've seen that we always are coming across these colleagues and sometimes we are one of them who have come into the room but they are just not reading the room they might be physically present they might be reacting to all the things that are being said but they don't understand the underlying feeling so first of all be aware i think that's principle number 1 principle number 2 is now that you are aware try and gauge the subtext or the dominant emotion in the room by seeing how you are feeling now here is where you might think oh this is a bit woo woo but haven't you gone into a room wherein you are actually feeling a set of emotions which can be described as tense and you can feel the tension and i think it's important for us to decode the tension without either reacting to it or ignoring it because those are the two uh, sort of things that we do right we either react to it we get you know sucked into the whole reaction business of the tension of the room and we don't even know why we are reacting the way we do or we ignore it we don't recognize it we don't recognize the subtext and we just wade in and respond to the same taking it at at its face value isn't it so let's try to decode the subtext and then respond to it and for all those of you who think that okay maybe i can do it you know in a real meeting but i can't for the life of me understand it through mails or on chat or something just try to understand the difference between a full stop at the end of a yes and a yes without a full stop in a text and you will know what i'm saying that full stop suddenly gives the yes or the sure a different meaning even in fact a sure instead of a yes is a different meaning and the, that meaning itself may not be the same so here's where it gets confusing but you need to be able to read what the difference is between a sure to whatever you're suggesting to a yes or to a 
or thumbs up. And all of them actually have different connotations. As soon as we understand all these different connotations and what they mean, it is very critical for us not to be reactive even though we read what is what the real language is, what is being really communicated, it's important for us not to be reactive, but to be responsive to both the text and the subtext. Recognize the subtext, recognize the emotion, but respond only to the text. Don't respond to the subtext. Don't say, oh, I can see that you're feeling insecure. No, that's not the way, even though the feeling might be of insecurity from the other person. It is important to recognize it without actually calling it out. I think that's the third principle. If you follow these three, be aware, understand the subtext and respond to both subtext and text without calling it out. I think you'll go a long way in reading the room and doing better for yourself. I hope you like this episode of Smarter With Sid. Many more to come from, from where this one came from. And hey, if you like episodes and my podcast, do like and subscribe to the podcast. And I'm the traveling professor on LinkedIn and on Instagram. No subtext there. <laughs> and of course, if you like stuff like this, do connect and see what all IVM's got in store for you on the wrapping note.